Like most of history, this show is filthy and unfit for children. Listener discretion is advised. Seconds to Mars is? I have no idea. I don't even know what a Visco girl is. I just used the term because I heard the kids say it. Who was I talking to? Was it you who I said big mood? No, I said that on something yeah, you posted and yeah, I felt gross. Yeah, that. I felt sure. old. Yeah. <laughs> big mood. Oh, I can't remember what it was. Did but... I tell you about the greatest moment of my life? No, when what? I, when I became cool for 10 seconds? <sighs> no, go ahead and tell me. I was at homecoming. Oh, Michael, this is gonna be sad. <laughs> that's a, such a sad opening. That's a, is this gonna that's be the like, reaction I've had every time? Is I've this gonna be it? like Dennis and Dee going no. to high school no. prom? No, <laughs> I was at homecoming and I was hanging out. So I was working there with my coworkers, and we were in the we were working the alumni tent. Yeah. And basically, at your the alumni tent, your job is to have free beer for alumni to drink, right? Yeah. It's a pretty great job to have. It's the, not bad. You're you're everybody's favorite people. So. Yeah. Um, but I was sitting there, but um, my coworker brought her kids because it's a family-friendly event. Gross. So she's got like a nine-year-old, a 12-year-old, and like a 19-year-old. So I was sitting with them back by the coolers, and uh, I was just joking around being like, okay, I'm old now. Like, okay, is like, is Fortnite still cool? And they're like, no, 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 Fortnite's not cool anymore. And I was like, oh, I can't believe Fortnite's not cool. And they're like, no, 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 but Minecraft is still cool. So yeah! We were, like, we were like running through like what's cool and what isn't. And I'm like, are Hydro Flasks actually cool? And they were like, dude, Hydro Flasks are so cool. And I was like, noted. The fuck's a Hydro Flask? Oh, Jake, you're so behind the times. Yeah, a Hydro Flask. I was never with the times. So a Hydro Flask is literally just a water bottle. But apparently this particular brand of water bottle is now, like, the thing to have. you got to have a huh. Hydro Flask water bottle. Okay. I don't know why. But so anyways, I was like, so can I, like, still say memes? Like, is Yeet still cool? And they were like, Yeet's no. going to be hard to pull off. Yeet's pretty old. You're pretty old if you're saying Yeet. And then at that exact moment, his mom walks by and is like, oh, uh, this cooler's empty. And she starts carrying it around away. And I kick it and yell, Yeet! And the kids go, yeah! And I run down a gauntlet of children getting high fives on every side because I yeeted and I did a, a, a vine correctly. It was, I'll never, I'll never have that high again. Oh, I was I'm just concerned that you're thinking it's really cool like to have children, you know, high five me, be super excited over you, you know, with your hair and your kind of mustache and you know. my kind, it is a full mustache. Uh, not right now. It's really not that bad. Oh, I was proud. You look like the kind of person to be really excited to have kids, like, be excited over you. I'm an entertainer. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Brittany. Bye. Goodbye forever. Get over here. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Drunk Thunks. This is Michael. I'm Brittany. And I'm Jake. I'm on the outside looking inside. (laughs) Are we going to start throwing these in now? Are you, I'm sure trying. Are you mad because Brittany stole your thing at the end of the episodes and you're trying to um, have a, a little new bit? Thing? But don't worry, I've actually got a really good counter. She tries it this time. You've been working on it. Yeah, I've I imagine about that, it. I imagine you got like a journal of like things to say in response to it's, Brittany saying this. It's I like could. a rain a Rain Man grievance list that yeah. just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> oh.
Honestly, it just kind of like fuels me and gives me more power that it upsets you. So let it. <laughs> Choke. <laughs> Die mad about it. <laughs> Jesus. Well, today we are doing uh, sort of like a spooky post-Halloween type episode. This because, may or may not have yeah. been in the pipeline to come out on Halloween weekend, and we all might have been like fucked that entire on month. So we're like, really we're fucked. just gonna push this back. Super busy. You know but... what? You know what? Spooky season goes through the Halloween. You know and what? All that matters is not just that sometimes for people it's a lifestyle. Hey, you know what? You're right. And you know, we're still all in that matters is you time. keep Halloween in your heart all year around. Yeah. Just like I do. Yeah. And we're yeah. still in prime campfire time. Oh, easy. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. it's getting colder. The wind is kicking up. You can cuddle up with somebody around a little fire. You can still watch Goosebumps on Netflix. Yeah, you can oh, yeah, you, you can, can stay inside and watch Goosebumps on Netflix. I was sitting in a scene. Or sorry, yes, outside. Or you can go outside campfire. by a campfire. All the mosquitoes are dead. You can go sit outside by a campfire. I'm the just... world's your oyster now, Brittany. It's cold and damp. The mosquitoes just like have you. gone back to hell where they belong. Yeah. <laughs> but we Choke. thought we do a we thought we do a fun little thing today. Uh, <laughs> stupid thing to say. We thought you'd do a fun little thing today. We thought it'd be fun. Jesus. Jesus. God, Choke, I'm Michael. such a dork. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're doing monster stories, and uh, so each of us has, uh, yeah, we, we we wanted to give you the the feeling of, you know, just if, hanging out with us and I telling this, stories around a campfire. Yeah, I think this is our first collaborative episode. Where all three of us are working yeah. on the yeah. same one. Yeah, so we're all going to do kind of our own little, you know, mini episode. With yeah. So you guys get uh, three for the price of one. Ching! What do you want to do? Right, let's just do rock, paper, scissors right. real okay. quick. Ready? Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Okay, well, Brittany knocked both of us out, so, so she's Brittany's going, going first. first. Oh, I didn't want to go first. Oh. <laughs> I don't care. I can. First off, I want to preference for story purposes. Um, everyone listening and you too, you are already are, so it's not a huge deal. But okay. You're all Irish. You're Irish right now. Why would you do that to me? I've done nothing bad to you. Shut the fuck up. You're <laughs> Irish now. Shit. I'm Irish. <laughs> Look at me. You are the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is this like a sub dom thing? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going for uh, Captain Phillips or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, <laughs> you're Irish. You're an Irish person living in Ireland. Okay. All right, so I'm poor and have lots of children. <laughs> what else is new? You just have cats. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, for, so for story purposes, you're Irish. I know how much you like that, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. You're an Irish person living in Ireland. It's a night. <laughs> it's a night. It's night, and you're walking in the woods. You're getting some branches to fuel a bonfire. It's a dark night, and the forest is covered in an eerie mist. You pull out your flashlight and come across some sticks and twigs. Just as you're about to pick them up, a glass-shattering wail stops you in your tracks. You think maybe it's someone crying out for help, or even dying. You turn on your heel, but out of the corner of your eye, you spot something floating. Almost like a sheet that had gotten lost in the wind and caught on a tree branch. Despite the voice in your head telling you not to, you turn to look at what had caught your attention. About ten feet away was a ghostly woman with long silver hair. You lock eyes with her, and she lets out another piercing shriek before vanishing in a cloud of mist. Those weren't just any cries. These were the cries of the banshee, meant as a warning that death approaches. <laughs> well, I've certainly heard that a few times when I was doing stand-up comedy, let me tell you. <laughs> Your voice is like the poison they use when they fumigate a house. Oh, they actually just send they me They just in. No, they just, like, cover the house and then, like, play recordings of you 
making jokes. I'll do it myself. It, it doesn't like all the bed bugs just extra. like, we'll leave. <laughs> Fine, we'll get out. Honestly. Kill us. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the Banshee. The Banshee. Uh, I mean, everyone's heard of the Banshee at some point or another. Um, but translated from. Yeah, it's a great character in X Men. Uh, it's a great roller coaster at Kings Island. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, translated from modern Irish, uh, Banshee means fairy woman. But there were there were a lot of other translations too. It was like woman from the fairy mound, other things. Brittany, woman with the big fairy mound. Oh me, <laughs> Michael. I know it's gross. That's nasty. It was a bad joke. Uh, according to Irish legend, her scream serves as an omen of death. In a few stories, she has spoken out to tell exactly who will die and how. But in most cases, she just simply wails. Yo, yo. You're gonna die! <laughs> You're gonna die, bitch! I would love it if I were visited by a banshee and she was like, You! And I'd be like, Hell yeah! No, you would love to be a banshee just to get him run out like, You're Oh my gosh! Die. Oh my gosh, when you were researching this, she typed in banshee to like find some extra resources, and one of the things that came up it was like, How to become a banshee. Oh yeah, I did! And Brittany was just like, Oh my god, <laughs> It was like, it was just like, I typed in banshee and it was like, Oh, like, uh, the Banshee on this TV show, the Banshee TV show, uh, the Banshee roller coaster. Oh, and then it was like, yeah. how to become a Banshee. And I was like, oh, fucking. You had me at home. I was like, fucking tell me. Go on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so her cry can apparently be heard for miles. And some stories have described glass window shattering when it's heard. Ooh, she got that <laughs> opera shit. It's like the woman on the vine that's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> It just shatters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is believed by many that she only appeared to a select number of families, namely the main Irish families. So the O'Neills, the O'Connors, the O'Briens, the O'Grady's, and the Cavanaugh's. And the O'Nose. And the <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Choke. <laughs> Although the list varied depending on who was telling the story. So exactly I feel what like... a banshee would say to me. Choke. <laughs> Choke. <laughs> no, she would just scream at you and then disappear into a cloud of mist. <laughs> Badass. I love her. Yeah. Uh, but now it is said that each family has its own banshee. Many centuries ago, belief in banshees was more widespread in Ireland, and uh, being a disbeliever was said to be blasphemous. Ooh. Ooh. Superstitious Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking Irish. I'm joking. You guys are the best. <laughs> uh, they can appear as either an old crone with long silver or gray hair, or a tall, thin, beautiful woman with red hair. Because Irish. There's a gulf between those two things. <laughs> I know. Yeah, see, like, that is a very well, different I, thing. Well, let me get fucking into it. Okie dokie. <laughs> Good banshees appear as beautiful, enchanting women that sing a sorrowful song, which is filled with concern and love for their families. These are the ones that have strong ties to their families in life and continue to watch over them in death. <laughs> yes. Those, okay. are the pre- those are the hot ones. No, I just, I honestly didn't know that they're supposed to be kind of like. I kind of assumed that all banshees were just evil. Maybe that's the yeah. D&D p- player in me. I feel like that's just kind of the popular well, that's, perception. It is. Yeah. Um, it's the one that I think everyone's pretty familiar with. Right. We're so used to it from like, well, ghost what, stories. It, yeah. It's what makes it a ghost story. Yeah. 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 Uh, her song can be heard a few days before the death of a family member. And in most cases, the song can only be heard by the person for whom it is intended. Oh. So there are some cases where like someone will hear the song or the scream. And they'll know that it's someone meant for their, like, a member of their family. But in some cases, it's like, uh, this one goes out to you, bitch. Yeah. (laughs) Gotcha, bitch. Gotcha, bitch. So on the other hand, we have the angry and scary banshee that most of us are familiar with. 
During their lives, these women had reasons to hate their families and appear as distorted and frightening apparitions filled with hatred. The howls emitted by these banshees are enough to show you to the bone, and rather than appearing to warn a family member, these banshees are celebrating the future demise of someone they hated. Sucks to be you! Sucks to suck, motherfucker! Which would be me as a banshee. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no matter how she looks, the fear she instills in people who have the displeasure of hearing her is always the same. Would you say that she died mad about it? She absolutely oh died mad about it. And then she comes back and says, choke. <laughs> You're like a broken record. <laughs> I really am. Once I have one thing that I'm like, I'm going to start saying that. That's all I say. And I love it. She's I'm an influencer. Mad about it. She picks something and she goes with it. Yeah. Um, Jake, you can die mad about it. The worst is when she makes it work. <laughs> I'm just going to drink more whiskey. Choke. Oh, man, you're so Irish, like from the story. <laughs> no, it's bourbon. It's, you know. It's fine. I'm putting my own local spin on it. Oh, so you're Irish people that moved to America. Wow. Wow, shocking, especially the, the Kentucky area. Yeah. I told you the results of my family uh, DNA test, right? I don't know if you did. I don't think you did. I was like 96% Western European and 92% of that was British Isles. Oh, wow. There's nothing else. Wow. It was all British Isles. What percentage Isles. of that was goat? Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. My, uh, I almost outed my last name. Um, <laughs> you've been guarding that little gem like a closely hidden Doing nugget. my damnedest. <laughs> it's not that I much care about it for my own purposes, but I do have family members who need it. I do have people that I love. <laughs> um, they believe that my family's last name is a bastardization of um, Cardiff. Oh, really? Yeah, in Wales. Like Cardiff, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Cardiff. I don't know why I said Cardiff. Yeah. Um, lots of bourbon, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... I, I would assume that there's a fair amount of goat and or sheep in my blood, if yeah. uh, presuming that my family's primarily from Wales. So someone in your um, family was the bad guy. Duh. Duh. Ding, 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 ding. Hip with the kids. Yeah. Michael Orr. Anyway, uh, the V in my last name. By the way, audience, uh, Michael's <laughs> rocking kind of a pseudo-pedo stash. I, so him talking about being hip with the kids. Well, you know, the, the thing was, I knew we were doing a scary monster episode, and I said, what's the scariest thing that I can do to my friends? And a that child. To shave my beard and come in. <laughs> a child? No. <laughs> Fatherhood. No. Uh, okay, so tell me about the V. Well, I was going to say, the V in my name was changed. Uh, it used to be an F. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's fun. That you sucks. Kept it. You should no. You should have changed it back. That's awesome. I I'd hate love that. that. <laughs> I hate that. And it used to. Be, it was pronounced differently in German too. So there wasn't so much as an O as there was a U. Uh, Does that not suck? I hate no, that's that. That's awesome. I would love that. Are you kidding me? My my name is Scottish for either the blackguard men that come in the night, or the people that live kind of close but not quite at the beach. <laughs> I'm gonna guess the latter. It's probably the last one. I want to say it's only not the first one. Could be wrong, but I don't know. Like, I've got a 50-50 shot of being really cool. I did get my DNA results back, and they keep changing as like more information gets found or whatever. Yeah, yeah as they collect more results, and yeah. It gets more... Uh, I am a one percent Bosque. Oh, from like Spain, from from the mountains, and, like yeah. literally, like French, like French, yeah, they, and the Sp Pyrenees, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, like sick. Anyway, yeah. 
Okay. Basques cool. are pretty cool in their own way, I guess. Yeah, and I, you're 1% of one. Yeah, I'm yeah. like... You're, you remind me of members of my family who are like, you know, we're 2% Cherokee. Okay, that's my, so... So that's my family. There was my family whole thing in the oh, God 60s damn it. and 70s. We have an episode to do. I know. I know. There was a whole thing in the 60s and 70s where, like, suddenly it became really cool to be Native American. There was all this, like, return to the earth type mentality yeah. in the U.S. And uh, they did... So they would do statistical analyses of how many people were claiming Native American heritage. Yeah. And they did it year over year. The government kept track of that and so like it went from like 17 percent of the u.s claimed they were cherokee 14 percent claimed they were cherokee and then 1963 it's like 23 percent of the u.s massive jump suddenly everyone's a little bit cherokee yeah it's just a bunch of bunch of crazy because like when i was growing up it was it was right cool if you had like native yeah. american blood yeah. yeah and like apparently my mom says that there's native american but mine doesn't huh isn't that wild? That is well, interesting. I have a member of my dad's side of family who came directly from Germany, and oh, I wow. have no German in mine. That's crazy. So it's just weird. It's I I talked to someone who actually studies it, well, and apparently it can literally like just jump. Like mine is it's, it's shockingly diff- British. It's, yeah. Yeah, or it's British different Isles. for everybody because yeah. like my mom got it, and then so did her sisters. They got the DNA thing for Christmas, and every single one, like between Angela, Barbie, and Tina, all three of them are different. Mm-hmm. That's so fucking yeah, insane. It's, it's very interesting. People. Yeah, and that's so it's cool. so it's really cool. Yeah. Well, it's like I went to tw- I went to high school with a pair of twins, and they look totally different. One is like fair skin and blonde, mm-hmm. and the other one is like darker skin and like really dark curly hair. Mm-hmm. But they're twins. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Genetics, man. That shit blows my fucking mind. I don't understand. Yeah. Let's a talk about thing the banshee. About Anyway, <laughs> back to the story. Back to the story. Uh, so. So they're loud, mean Irish women. <laughs> they're mean. They're Irish women. Fuck <laughs> off. Oh, 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 oh. oh, they're just God. dead Irish women. <laughs> oh, that's awful. <laughs> Anybody's laughing because he's like, that's. I have, I have. You're laughing because you're upset that I got to the joke before you. No, did. I'm just like. <laughs> I'm just making the list of apologies to people that I need to make sure friends with in Ireland. Hey, I wouldn't joke if I didn't love y'all. Oh, I love y'all too. I miss you guys. All right. Uh, so historians have traced the first stories of the Banshee to the 8th century. AD? That... I guess so. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> oh fuck oh shit i was trying to be oh right stupid. i forgot there's bc too <laughs> i just because i always thought it was 8th century so i just typed it up and then you said that and i was like oh oh, <laughs> oh fuck fuck <laughs> so yeah the 8th century bc it's ad ad <laughs> which were hey is this your episode oh. fuck off let her talk <laughs> i'm gonna get a banshee after me in the night out <laughs> being a bastard man i hope so which were based on a tradition where women sang a sorrowful song to lament someone's death these women were known as keeners and since they accepted alcohol as payment they were said to be sinners and punished by being doomed to become banshees that sounds fucking great oh, like awesome i know I'm like i want like first of all the keener sounds like a fun like folk band you would like find yeah. in appalachia or something yeah. let's start an irish band oh 
Honey, well, you're speaking come, my language. Come to Asheville with me, please. <laughs> you guys I would, would love oh, it. I've been to Asheville. Loved come, it. Come with me again because yeah. I want to go back. When I love are you it. going? Let me let me know when a time works for you guys, and I will make it. We've happen. been uh, talking about needing a trip anyway. I want to do it. But yes, you're trip. right. The Keeners absolutely sound like the main stage affair at like a county fair. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it, it's literally like you go into some bar, like I said, in yes. Asheville, and they're like, all right, tonight, uh, doing set is the Keeners. Yes. Shannon Donnelly, you know, like Shannon Donnelly and the Keeners, or whatever. It's like a group of people have like a fiddle. Uh, a washboard. Yeah, a washboard. One of those like one string basses yes. that they have to put on. Yeah, and, like, singing a singing a cover of the Willow Maid. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Oh man. Oh. Honestly, I'd go. To that sounds great. <laughs> you we're all like, fuck. I'd go to that shit. Something about a fiddle makes a white man's job. <laughs> yeah. That's absolutely wrong. right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. They were keeners, and they accepted alcohol as payment, which made them bad bitches, and I love them. <laughs> Woohoo! According to the mythology of the Banshee, if she is spotted, she will vanish into a cloud of mist, and this action creates a noise similar to that of a bird flapping its wings. I think that's just a wet fart. <laughs> I was going to say, I think it's just people found a bird. <laughs> They're like, what is that? And it's just like, I'm just a fucking bird. <laughs> yeah, I, I really think it's like some guy turns a corner, sees a bird, and he's drunk, and he's like, oh shit, Banshee! <laughs> just like it's a crow like i'm just a fucking bird and it's like then, a pelican and or something then the banshee's shit in my pants <laughs> did you they're the, awful did you know the banshee has a cloaca <laughs> crazy <laughs> why did cloaca bother you I don't, it's just like one he said hole it yesterday one hole is just disturbing to me we're mammals, damn it. We need more holes than that. I just, any to all, to all of our audience members who only have one hole, I love you. <laughs> I think you're great. Michael can choke. Oh, no, I know. I'm just, dis- no, I'm distancing myself from groups. I'm taking a thing. Oh, shit. <laughs> Let's see. Jake's insulted the Japanese, the Germans, the Irish, and now I've got buttholeless people. <laughs> people who are born abnormally. <laughs> Or the abnormalities might be better. Okay, that's that's way worse. Yeah, I, I want to make one make thing some... perfectly clear. <laughs> I'm going to need to make some apologies if that's the case. Shit. <laughs> this is supposed to be scary. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. Getting threatened as being the guy that distanced himself from people with disabilities feels pretty scary. <laughs> I was like, it is for me. <laughs> Shit. So anyway... <laughs> Uh, so that was the the Irish version of the Banshee, but Scotland has its own version, which is louder and drunker. No, like it's like far more fucked up. Oh. <laughs> um. So it's called the the Benai. It is spelled B E A N hyphen N I G H E. Okay. Because huh. when I was like typing it out, I was like, oh, the Benech, and then the, the Benech, <laughs> and, I, and then I like looked at the pronunciation just to make sure, and they were like, it's just. It's, it's just been I. And I'm like, yeah. sick. All Celtic, right. <laughs> Celtic languages are just completely foreign. <laughs> I, I, yeah. cannot, I can't figure them out. I'm like 65% Western European. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't try that hard either. <laughs> well, the the binet is uh, Scottish Gaelic for washerwoman or laundress. And she's a female spirit of the Scottish folklore and is regarded as an omen of death, just like the banshee is just Scottish, not Irish. 
And she's uh (laughs) And she is and like I didn't see this when I was reading about the Banshee, but I only saw it when I was reading about the the Binet. It's a it's just a messenger from the other world. So it was that she like straight up was like She's trotting came from hell and is like, Oh, you're gonna die, buddy. Not even hell. It was like they don't they never made it clear. Oh, so this goes back to more like traditional Celtic beliefs, or yeah, they never, uh, they Gaelic, never, I don't pre-Christian, right? Yeah, we'll say that to be safe, pre-Christian. Yeah, they never made it clear if like they meant other world as in like the afterlife or like fairy world. Okay, Gaelic folklore is so yeah, probably something that should be tackled by an expert. Which <laughs> we, we are not. Oh, no. No, <laughs> We're fans. No, no. big fans. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love a screaming Fans woman. Fans of history and folklore, not experts. Yeah, I yeah. love I love screaming women. Love them. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that bit for you. We're like an intri- We're all like, oh. Look, I gotta start making counterpoints for when he keeps throwing accusations at me. Shut up, mustache. I will be honest. I was going for a... Uh, when I said that, I, I was thinking of a different screaming... Not nope. screaming in terror, Go but on. We're, we're gonna leave <laughs> what it kind at of that. screaming, Jake? Uh. <laughs> was that an example? I was like, Daddy. If, if a woman sounds like that when you're doing things to her, you should stop. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? It's like, what's the thing that's I've seen on the internet? It's like, like consent is like a cup of tea. If the cup of tea goes, oh. Uh, you should probably. Oh, stop. it's like you know, it's uh, if if you ask a woman if she wants tea and she's not really unsure, like don't like don't, don't make her a tea. Yeah. <laughs> but if she's like, oh yes, please give me some tea. Absolutely, make her a cup of tea. <laughs> it was a whole video, and I. Good stuff. Know, it was good shit. So the the Benny is a type of banshee. So she's like in this. She's like a cousin. She's like a yeah. Okay. Of the of the banshee, they're like. Which makes sense. I mean, Scottish and you would. They're Irish. close enough where you'd have ideas get exchanged, but far enough away yeah. and with the water separating. Like you'd have. They were both invaded by the same people. Well, no, more. I was just getting at like you'd have ideas that could kind of make that right. Yeah, you know, travel and then kind of get changed on the way. Yeah, they get localized. Well, they're very yeah, exactly. They're very similar in the way that they they're both. Celtic, right? Yeah. So they have. Uh, they're yeah. They're they're they've got a kind of in, in, a, bro- in a broad sense. Yes, yeah. they have a very similar, I guess, mythology. But each of the own, they've got like, common countries. roots, and they kind of went down their own path. Exactly. This is where we're definitely not those experts we were talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. No, this is, but this is uh, it's a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is what I was reading about everything. It kind of that was one thing that I read over and over was that it was very similar, but also very different. Yeah. But they were. You can tell they're related. You can also tell they're very different. Exactly. Uh, so the Scottish version, the the Benet, is uh, seen in lonely places beside a stream, whereas I think a banshee can just show up at any time where it's like, hey, guess what? Right. <laughs> Either you or someone in your family is going to die. You just show up like, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Uh, You've been served, motherfucker. <laughs> Choke. <laughs> doing just to hear jake sigh now (laughs) uh but she's seen beside a stream or a pool and she's washing the blood from the linen and grave clothes of those who are about to die so she's not just like hey guess what you're gonna die she's just like washing she's like getting i've got your blouse here (laughs) she's a she's a wash woman you have to do it right i got your blouse (laughs) 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 i got your rags (laughs) 
Haven't you done this to me? <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, she's... <laughs> you guys are awful. We're she... bad people. <laughs> she's sometimes described as having various physical de- uh, defects, including having only one nostril, a large protruding front tooth. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> or red webbed feet. Ew, red webbed feet. <laughs> just not just webbed oh, feet, so but it's red. Like, so imagine just... like if you had like a, I don't know, like an inflamed area. It's probably that. <laughs> well, it sounds like the Irishman got drunk and thought he heard a bird and thought it was a banshee, <laughs> and the Scotsman saw just went outside and saw. Oh, I was going to say went outside and saw his wife. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in fine form tonight. (laughs) Shit. God damn it. (laughs) So, the knees are just ducks. Quack. Quack. Quack, you're gonna die. (laughs) Ducks would. Ducks. No, geese would. Geese geese can go fuck themselves. I hate geese. Yeah. Geese and swans. We started talking about birds, and I hate birds. Anyway. We're going to dive down the bird Britney rabbit hole here. <laughs> Cloacas. Ah, shit. <laughs> so although her characteristics vary depending on the locality and uh, like the different traditions, uh, her powers of imparting knowledge or granting of wishes, it's all just depending on if you can catch her. If you find if her. If you can catch her? If you can catch her. So, But I thought, didn't she disappear? To no, no, that's the Banshee. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. See, this is where it's this like... It's Scotland. Same, yeah, this is same but different. Or same, similar same, but different. Different, different. Yeah, okay. So they are apparently the spirits of women who died giving birth and are doomed to perform their tasks. Well, that's sad. Until the day their lives would have normally ended. Oh. So, yeah. And by, ta- like, and like by task, mean- it's, a, it's yeah. like a weird, almost purgatory. It's like almost. supernatural and yeah. servitude. And by task, they yeah. mean like, you know, washing. do like women things. <laughs> Just keep washing clothes until you die. Jesus. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Just never stop. Ugh. It's also believed that this fate could be avoided if all the clothing left by the deceased woman had already been washed. Otherwise, she would have to finish this task. Well, that's after some bullshit. Well, that's somebody's some got to do it, Catherine. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's some bullshit. Oh my God. He never has to worry I know about you're dying, you wee lass, but you better get your clothes all clean. Sure as shit, I'm not doing it. Yeah, it's, it's literally, it's like you're making, like, your wife who's dying of tuberculosis or smallpox, like, still wash all the laundry. God. Otherwise, she gets turned into a banshee. You're, like, kicked up while you're with no, feet by the No, it's only in childbirth. Oh, right, yeah. Even so. Jeez. It's just, you're still, neither that, a woman or Scottish, so you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, but I feel bad for those who do. That yeah. sucks. <laughs> Oi. This is one of those myths clearly made by a man. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Whew, the, I'm just cracking up at uh, Jake's I don't reaction. know, honey. That's I mean, some bullshit. I know you're eight months pregnant, but I'm still hungry and my shoes are dirty, so don't want to die. My kilt was dirty. <laughs> I can't do that accent at all. I'm going to fucking cry. <laughs> the, the Benny is sometimes said to sing a mournful song as she washes the clothing. Jake, God uh, damn it! The mournful song is just yeah, I mournful. wish I wasn't washing clothing. 
for my bastard ass. We're gonna get to like your stories and everyone's gonna be super serious and then mine is just like fuck that. That's some bullshit. <laughs> we're telling them I sincerely doubt that will happen. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah. We're terrible people. So, yeah, she sings a mournful song as she washes the clothing. Fucking hate the clothing. <laughs> this fucking sucks. She is often so absorbed in her washing and singing that she can sometimes be captured. Gotcha, bitch. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> if a person can seize hold of her after a stealthy approach, she then will reveal who was about to die and also grant three wishes like the fucking genie from Aladdin. Oh, my God. I ain't never had a friend like me. <laughs> <laughs> Washing clothes. <laughs> oh, Not in no. childbirth. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> well, She's got like her web feet. <laughs> <laughs> a giant fucking protruding tooth like a rhino horn. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever pictured. Disney, if you would like to buy this script from us. Uh, um, my email address is no, Ideas for sale. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> fuck. First, we need to get back to our original idea of uh, Aladdin 4 Return of Jafar 2, <laughs> which I we've wanted for years. Like, hey, Disney. What if Jafar came back again? <laughs> again. <laughs> we know out. it didn't work well the first time. But the like, first two times. Maybe yeah. the third. <laughs> I like Jafar. Can we have a Jafar movie? <laughs> but not the Jafar from the live action one. Oh, he was smoky. Stop. But also very, like, whiny. Also, the movie sucked. Can we get back to the Banshee? Yeah, please. So despite that both the Banshees <laughs> and the Benis were considered threatening beings, they were only providing warnings rather than actually triggering the human death. And huh. I think that's a lot of people, as soon as they see the ba It's kind of like shoot the messenger kind of thing. Huh, yeah. Where it's like... They're not killing you. They're just like, I'm just fucking telling you. See, I know. Be always... prepared. Write a will. I had always heard that it was, you know, if you heard the Banshee, you died. It, it, and granted, it, again, maybe yes, that's the D&D &D influence on me. Be. That, but it's also like, yes and no. She's warning you. She's not, like... Killing you. It's an omen. It's not like, yeah. It, she's not killing you. She's just like, hey, just so you know. Heads up. Someone's you're probably gonna die. Gonna die. <laughs> so the two obviously have their differences and similarities. Both are considered fairies and... Um, and the, even the same family of fairies, but have very different methods of warning and appearances, actions, even when they're spotted. Because I don't even think, I when I was reading this, there was never a story of like when someone actually caught a banshee. Like they could see them, but as soon as they knew that they were spotted, they would like, like poof. And then the the bennies were like, suck on my teeth, see what happens. Sorry, what? Do it. Do it. Yeah. No one's I touched these in ages. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I've just been washing clothes for like 200 years. I suckle my teeth. See what happens. Yeah, that Come was Come suckle honey for my teeth. <laughs> I don't think it was honey. <laughs> uh, I think it was just you like... You tricked me. <laughs> it was just like ash. Ugh. Curdled milk. <laughs> <laughs> it's like cottage the... cheese. Uh, 
<laughs> Did you see the picture of the pregnant lady at a rave that no. apparently, or she had just had a kid and she apparently was bursting with milk, so she just pulled her top down and started spraying the oh my with breast milk. God. Wow, that's something. People were going crazy. They loved it. Ew, when you're like fucking like at a concert and like you're dehydrated, it was the last a rave. thing you want is milk. I think everybody was on Molly, so. Yeah. But like milk? I don't but know. But you're man. also on Molly. You don't give a shit. I've never oh. been on Molly, so I couldn't tell I mean, you. I haven't either. Love everything. <laughs> I, yeah. I'd assume, based on the videos of raves I've seen, I've never gone to one. <laughs> cool. Oh. oh, so who's up next? All Thank right. you, Brittany. You're Dude. welcome. You guys have to rock, paper, scissors. Are we going to rock, paper, scissors it? Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Jeez. You're going next. <clears throat> um, um. Choke. In November of 1915, the world was at war. But that was a faraway concern for the people of Rokusen Sawa, a village of settlers on the island of Hokkaido. Hokkaido is a wild place, still being settled by the people of Japan who had much more mundane worries like shelter, food, and wild animals. Such concerns must have been on the minds of the Akita family when they found the large Usuri brown bear on their farm. This wasn't a terribly uncommon encounter for the people in the area, even if it was a bit late in the year. The Akita family drove the bear away after it had scared the family horse and eaten some of their corn. However, the family found themselves much more concerned when the bear reappeared a few days later. The head of the family called two of his sons home from nearby villages, and he hired two bear hunters. When the bear came back ten days later, the farmers and the hunters fired on it, wounding the bear. The Akita family and the hunters tracked the bear into the wilderness, following bloodstains towards Mount Onishika before being turned back by a fearsome snowstorm. Perhaps they expected the bear to die of its wounds, or perhaps they felt that the injury would make the bear stay away from people in the future. Whatever the reason, they decided to leave the bear alone and return to their homes. This was a terrible mistake that would soon haunt the people who lived in the areas around Rokusensawa and Sankabetsu. Guys, I want to tell you about the true story of the Sankabetsu uh, brown bear incident. <laughs> this one's gross. It's a bit of a fun story. Yeah. Um, it was one of those things where there weren't quite enough sources to make it a full episode, but it was just kind of perfect for this. So the brown bears that live on Hokkaido are um, Usuri brown bears, which are essentially at their maximum can grow to be about as large as a Kodiak. Which uh, Kodiaks are big. Yes. Uh, the largest Usuri uh, skull they've ever found was just barely smaller than a Kodiak. Oh. So, like, they're, These things are tanks. Yeah, they're big bears. So anyway. What, sorry, what exactly is a Kodiak? Um, did you ever see the documentary about the guy who went up to Alaska and got eaten by the bears? No, I did not. Oh, fuck, that's a great yeah, documentary. It's a good documentary. It's, that guy went nuts. That was by Werner Herzog, my favorite really? dude. really? Yeah, Werner Herzog did Grizzly Man. Oh, no shit. He's I, amazing. I love that documentary. Oh, he's amazing. But anyway, uh, Kodiak brown bear are the big grizzly bears that live in Alaska. Okay. They're huge. So, like, I don't, I don't even have, like, a context for how big they are. Um, They're half a ton. Yeah. At maximum size. Holy shit. They can be, what? Shit. I mean, they're basically polar bears. They're polar bears, but, like... Where polar bears look kind of like almost like, lanky, almost yeah, like long. Kodiaks are like stocky. Yeah, <gasps> I just looked it up. Yeah, they're they're huge. They're, huge they're frighteningly yeah. big. Yeah, um, that's crazy. So anyway, yeah, the Akita family Holy fired shit. on the bear. Yeah, like it said, in mid November, came to their farm and they drove it away after it ate some of their corn. Uh, and then it came back a few days later. <laughs> And then it I'm came like, because it does whatever the fuck it wants. Yeah, I don't know Which, if you've seen. By me. the way, again, I'm putting this out. Um, November is very late in the year for a bear to be out, especially uh, that, like, especially in like, Hokkaido. Yeah, they should be, be hibernating. Um, yeah, yeah, Hokkaido is very cold. It's at this point in time, 
it's very wildernessy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people who are living there before the Ainu are still there, but people from the southern islands of Japan, like Honshu or Kyushu, are beginning to settle it. Okay. Um, so anyway, on November, so, l- sorry, late November. Yeah. So on November 30th, the bear comes back a third time, and the Akita family and some hunters they hired fired on it, and they shot it. Oh, okay. shit. All right. On the morning of December 9th, the bear reappeared at the Oda Cottage. I'm back, motherfuckers. Yeah, and by the way, you can see uh, pictures of what these cottages look like. They have reproductions of them. Yeah, you showed us some pictures. Yeah, go go look them up, because these aren't like... You know, like American log cabins. No, they like look like you, straw. They look like thatch. Yeah, to me. yeah. I was yeah. gonna say they look like the uh, like when the when one of the little piggies build his house of straw. Kind yeah, of I mean, they really, really kind are. Of does yeah. so. Uh, the bear reappeared at the Oda College. Um, Abe Mayu, who was the wife of the head of the Oda family, was babysitting an infant, an infant named Hasumi. An infinite. Sorry, infant. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like a Marvel comic. <laughs> the infinites, <laughs> as they take on Thanos. <laughs> he eats one of Galactus. the Galactus. <laughs> yeah. Um, was babysitting an infant named um, Hasumi Mikio. So we don't know what exactly happened. But the bear essentially got inside the cabin and killed the infant Damn. very quickly. Oh, no. Did it, it didn't eat it, though? It just killed it? Well, it killed the infant, and then, based on what they can tell, Mayu seems to have basically fought the bear off by throwing firewood at it. Jeez. So it left. Yeah. She tries to escape, and the bear catches up to her and drags her into the woods. Shit. <laughs> and Fuck. Basically, like, people arrived on the scene, they said it looked like a scene out of a horror film, like pools of blood on the floor uh, and everything. This, is this dead baby, I'm sure. Yeah. The, the, the carcass is there, yeah. the corpse. Yeah. And they actually organize um, a search party. They track the bear out into the woods. They actually shoot at it, and I believe they miss it. In the area where the bear was, they find her body in the snow, and it's it's just parts of her mutilated. at that point. Oh. oh my god, being dragged into the woods by a bear. That is I'd, terrifying. I'd just be yeah. like, I think I would just pass out. It's like. a night. Honestly, this whole story is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Um. Actually, no, I, I stand corrected. They did, Actually, one bullet did hit the bear, so they did shoot it they again. So it's been shot it. twice now. They would have been mm. using, like, black powder muskets at this point, right? Oh, I don't know. It's 1915. 15, Here's the yeah. problem. It's 1915, so more modern guns would be available. Yeah. But I don't know what kind of guns... This like, isn't at the heart of the modernized world, though. It's not the heart of the modernized world. I don't know what guns would have been permitted for settlers to have. Fair enough, yeah. Because, you know, I mean... And in Japan, right? Yeah. Well, it's just this they, isn't, this they've isn't already a, shot this bear twice now. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If it's a black powder gun, it's firing a big, heavy bullet. Yeah. Because usually black powder guns are anywhere from, like, 40 to 50-plus calibers. Okay. Damn. Um, if it's a modern bullet, it's a smaller, you know, 30 caliber yeah. moving at a very high rate of speed. Right. Either way, they're actually both pretty good. Like they're effective. They're effective enough. I would actually rather have the black powder around for a bear personally, but just that's it's... just me. It's a big, heavy bullet. Right. It's a big wound channel and it basically right. causes the thing to bleed out. But this one isn't. Yeah, no, it's, it's been shot twice. It just eats the bullets like fucking Wheaties. Yeah, so the people of the town figured the bear would come back, so they organized a guard on the Oda cottage and other surrounding yeah. cottages. So they're bunkering down now. Yeah, they're basically like, okay, the bear's probably going to come back looking for food, so yeah. we'll be here waiting for it. Uh, so that night, uh, by the way, this is the following day, the 10th, uh, the bear reappeared at the Oda cottage and they fired on it, and the bear fled in the woods, 
and basically all the other nearby guards heard the sound of the gunfire and came towards. So over fifty men come in. They start the going into the yeah. They start going in the snowy forest at night, and they find tracks by the river and they start following it. They think, okay, this is the bear. Wouldn't you just absolutely shit yourself? I would absolutely this, shit myself. It's honest. This story is incredible. It's a horror movie. Yeah, it's scary. Um, so as the guards ran to the Oda household, unbeknownst to them. The bear slips by them and moves towards the Miyoke. How, uh, how, how does the bear slip it's night by the Honestly, woods. it's night, and you'd be surprised how quietly things can move. Oh human human beings in the woods are extremely loud. Like, we're yeah. weirdly loud. Well, like a lot of it's not anim- something that we're really used to. It's not what we do. We're not yeah. stealthy predators. And yeah. You know, frankly, most animals that live in the woods know how no, to go quietly yeah. in yeah. the woods. You should be hibernating, bear. Yeah. Um, now, why isn't it hibernating? I wonder if it was starving. I, honestly, I think it just woke up early. Could be. Who so, knows? anyway, inside the Miyoke household, and I think I'm pronouncing that right, I'm probably not, were several women and children, including Yayo, the wife of Miyoko, uh, Miyoko Yasutaro. Okay. Like I said, it's, I believe it's phonetic, but I'm not positive. I don't know, but this is, so yeah. this is a different family than the yeah, one that different was family, attacked. and it's literally it's like a bunch of other people are all in this one house. Okay. So as Yayo is preparing a meal while carrying one of her children on her, on her back, like you know strapped to her back, uh, she hears a sound outside. Before she can investigate, the bear bursts into the cabin, overturning the cooking pot and dousing the fire. Oh while it did god! So. so it just shows up in pitch black. It does that, and then in the chaos, immediately after that happens, someone accidentally puts out the oil lamp. Oh, shit. Plunging the cabin into pitch darkness. Oh, fuck. In the initial, or so, Yayo tries to flee the house, but one of her other children clings to her legs in terror and trips her. Once she's down on the ground, the bear attacks her, probably clawed her, and it bit the sun that was on her back. Oh, my God. Outside, uh, there's only one guard, a man named Oda... He had remained. He was the only guard who remained. He hears the commotion. He opens the door. The bear hears this, turns, and attacks him. And he basically flees into the house, gets cornered behind some furniture, and gets this massive claw wound on his back. After that, by the way, while this is happening, Yayo escapes with a few of her children. Um, After he gets the claw wound on his back, the bear basically just starts, like, spinning in the darkness and just kills just it kills her wounds and a few other kids yeah there's this is really fucking heartbreaking at this point the bear cornered a pregnant woman named take <gasps> according to survivors take was heard begging the bear to eat her head but to leave her belly alone oh my gosh Aww. she was all she was killed and partially eaten uh the fetus was essentially cut out of her and lived for a short time but it died okay. later oh my God. you know people found it yeah yeah um at this point, Yayo came across the guardsmen who had realized that track they were following by the river, not the bear. Oh, no. Just something else. She comes across them and tells them what's happening. Yeah. And Can you they... imagine how scary that would be to realize you aren't looking for it in the right place? Yeah. Fuck. And to learn, like, oh, we left and it's there. It yeah. got to the children. <gasps> to hear the screams the in the kids. distance. The kids. Oh, yeah. fuck. That's the nightmare. Yeah. So she tells them what's happened, and they're like, Okay, the bear's probably still inside. Let's just set the whole cottage on fire. Yeah. And she convinces them not to because she's just desperately hoping that someone inside is still alive. Still there, yeah. Wow. Um, So what they finally decide to do is they break into two groups, 
one group is going to stand on one side of the cabin and make a lot of noise and then flush the bear out towards the other group. And this works. The bear comes out of the cottage. However, basically the men who are waiting for the bear, they're right up in line and one guy is in front and he's blocking the shots of most of the other people. He's Damn the it. only one with a clearing shot. Yeah. And his rifle misfires. Oh my god. And so the bear bounds away into the woods. At this point on December 10th in two days... The bears killed six people, seven if you included Take's unborn child, oh, yeah. and it's wounded several others. Um, Odo survives this. So at this point, most of the village militia essentially go back to look after their own families. Yeah. The only people who agree to stay out on guard duty are veterans of the Russo-Japanese War. Like people, you know... Who... The hardened soldiers. Yeah. Miyoko uh, Yasutaro, who we talked about earlier, he located a local bear hunter, a man named... And again, I'm going to try my best on this. Yamamoto Hikechi. Uh, Yamamoto believed that the bear was actually a bear he had tracked before. A bear named um, Kasaga- or Kesagake. Uh, this bear had been previously accused of several other maulings and killings. Did he have a Scottish accent and scratch <laughs> down a chalkboard and say, There's eyes are like a dove's eyes. <laughs> oh, black what's, the, what's the bear's name from um, Bra- Mordu? I fucking love that. I love that song. It's my favorite song in that whole movie. It sounds like it'd be so much fun to drink and sing. Yeah, it does. Uh, Yasutara tries to get Yamamoto to agree to come hunt with them. He had previously sold his rifle for alcohol. As well, you as do. one does. Yeah. We've all been there. Basically, like, he refuses initially, and uh, Yasutara spends several days trying to convince him to agree. Finally, Yamamoto agrees. While that's going on, the villagers kept a watch for uh, Kesagake, and at one point, they actually... This is a creepy-ass story. A few men are kind of standing guard near this river, and they see a shadow move in the woods. And one guy start, prepares to shoot at it, another guy says, I think that's a man, so they call out to it. No response. They call out to it again. It moves closer towards them. And finally, they shoot at it, and apparently the bear just fleas into the woods but it was starting to move closer towards them oh my god fuck no oh and by the way during this time when they're trying to get yamamoto it goes back to the oda college and or cottage and takes the rest of their winter stores fuck you guys yeah oh my god so it's it's literally just like sneaking in during this time it uh damages like eight more cottages like luckily it doesn't kill any other people but it's literally this thing's just on like a rampage yeah um, finally, with Yamamoto and Toad, they are able to get uh, 60 other armed men. and they begin- 60? Like a freaking yeah. contingent here. Yeah. Uh, they begin combing the forest for the bear. And eventually Yamamoto decides, me and one other guy, you know, I'll get a guide. I'll go look for it personally. Uh, they go in the woods themselves, and he finds Kesagake resting beneath an oak tree. Yamamoto supposedly approaches to within 20 yards or so of Kesagake. And fires at it, and the first bullet hits the bear in the heart. The bear gets up and charges him. With a bullet through his heart. And he's able to, uh, I don't know if he has to reload or just work the action on his rifle. Mm -hmm. He fires a second time, the bullet hits the bear in the head and kills it. Damn. Wow. When weighed, the bear is found to be 750 to 800 pounds. (laughs) Oh my god. And almost nine feet tall. Oh my god, this thing's a car. Damn. Well, I was looking at the pictures of that particular, like... Yeah, so Breed? actually... A, and they're... Yeah, the Osuri brown bears. Oh. Yeah. Well, the 
What's the, the Kodiak. Yes, yeah, yes. they're they're related. Um, the stories are a hair smaller, but they you know they're close enough to where it doesn't really matter. Yeah, a big Asuri is going to be the size of a small Kodiak. I'm, I mean, a I mid-sized just, Kodiak. Yeah, so I mean, functionally, one's not any less dangerous than the other. By the way, yeah, apparently Hokkaido even like now has a pretty you know, long history of bear attacks. Oh, really? so this like, is an ongoing thing. For yeah, them. I mean, so yeah. What's up? I was just gonna, oh, I, yeah, like, okay. I was gonna say, I like, I'm, I don't know if they're kind of like in the same, like if they can fit through something, the same as like a weasel, where it's like, if their head can fit in, their entire body can't fit in. Probably not. I think but like it's... how that bear fit into a cabin Honestly, like a, you know what it is? It's um, it's not like a weasel where it can just kind of move its... Or a cat where it can like move its body in weird ways and just get into places. It's the fact that they're so big and so muscled that if the bear wants in, it's going to get in. It's just brute force. Shit. Like, um... I would, I would absolutely shit my pants. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've watched, um... What show was it where... I think it was fucking Mountain Men, but one of the guys in that, like, had cabins up in Alaska and he would go and, I think, trap over the winter or something. And every year he'd go to his cabin, he had all of this stuff set up to keep bears out, but as he's checking it and everything, he's like, yeah, I, I put all this up, but let's be honest, if a bear wants in this cabin, it's getting gonna get in. It's cabin. gonna happen. Yeah. God, fuck. That's so, so insane. So at that point, they've killed the bear. Let's see, Yayo survives her wounds, however, the child that she had on her back did not. It died a few years Aww. later. Aww. Um, Odo the guard... He survived, but a few years after this, I think he's he fell into a river or something and died. And actually, the people of this village, um, Rokusensawa, they actually abandon the village. It becomes a ghost town Damn. because they're so afraid of further bear attacks. Yeah, I, I mean, he's got to feel I cursed. Would, I was like, I would absolutely peace out. Yeah. yeah, it's um, this is actually the worst bear attack in Japanese history. Wow, wow. And it, I think they killed the bear on like the fifteenth, so it's six days. It's almost a full week of just. Terror. Insanity. Yeah. That's a that's a horror movie. That is yeah. a horror movie. I'm, that's a horror I'm movie. honestly shocked I haven't made it one. Oh, yeah. honestly, like... there's another thing. I didn't talk about this. The um, seven-year-old uh, son of the mayor, he grows up and becomes, like, a prolific bear hunter for the rest of his life. Wow. He vows, I think, to kill, like, ten bears for every person who died at oh this village. God. I think he shit. ends his life, like, having killed, like, 102 bears. <gasps> Why isn't that a comic book series? And Honestly. I think, and I think his son killed, like, tracked... I don't know if he killed it, but he tracked a bear that was uh, bigger than this one. Damn. The woman that got dragged into the woods, was that the wife of the owner of the cottage? Yeah, um, that was um, Abe Mayu. And yeah, she was the wife of the head That's of the Oda thought. household. I just wanted to make sure. But yeah. Oh my god. Like being, that is terrifying. Being dragged Imagine... into the woods by a bear, I would absolutely, I think, like pass out. Yeah, because like... the thing people forget about <laughs> bears lucky, is... Yeah. Um, yeah, just like fuck. A bear's faster than you. Yeah. <gasps> Like, imagine, like, you see, like, how big they are, but they're still faster. Right. Like, you Uh -uh. don't stand a chance of outrunning a bear. No. They're, you know, the old joke, like, I can't outrun that bear, but I can sure outrun you. That exists for a reason. Yeah, because that's kind of a legitimate thing. I've actually never heard that phrase before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, How do you you outrun a bear? You just outrun the slowest person. Or, or if you want to be really bad, how do you run that bear? You shoot the other person in your party in the leg. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but honestly, like, fuck. So yeah, there you go. Uh, 
There's yeah. the uh, Rokosensawa brown bear incident. A, a true, I know by a few other names, but yeah, that story's crazy. A true monster I was originally going to do the Savo man-eaters, but there's enough meat to that to do a full episode, so yeah. I'm doing that as a That's kind thing. of where I was with Banshees. I was like, it was something I definitely want to talk about, but there was not just enough wasn't information. Quite... See, that was the problem with this. Yeah. I, there are no books on it, at least in English, as far as I can tell, so I just had to use online articles. Just so it's cr- just, eh. Yeah, it's just so crazy, because you really don't think of as, like like, bears as something that's, or, like, especially bear attacks is something that's, like, prominent in places like Japan. Yeah, Hokkaido's a crazy place. Like, it's, honestly, it looks very pretty. Like, I'd like to visit it, but it, it's just one of those places. It, don't, don't it, reminds, it reminds me of the stories of, like, people settling, you know, uh, Alaska. Yeah. yeah. In, like, the late 1800s, early 1900s, where it's just this crazy, like, Right. Primeval wilderness, almost. I mean, the idea of us eliminating all of the major predators in an area is a pretty recent thing in history, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. And a lot of people in a lot of like places a, in the world, it's still there. Did you know, and this is the honestly one of the most terrifying things I've ever heard of. Have you heard about the problem with a lot of the slums in India? No. Where they'll have leopards oh, yeah. get into the slums? Yeah. Uh, I was like, the thing that we have to worry about the most as far as like around here because like my grandma lives right down the road from you yeah she's it's said, like coyotes Coy- uh, and honestly coyotes and then um bobcats i think i think bobcats technically live in this area but i mean i i don't know if well, she's seen one in her one. backyard has she oh, oh wow cool yeah um because she has a lot of deer that come into her back she's a like a yeah her own garden and so they come in and take a lot of vegetables and stuff yeah but like since they're deer here, something will come and hunt yeah. them. And I, I'm, I, I'm almost positive it was a bobcat that she's seen, or wow. something along those lines. But because, but I mean, even like a bobcat, like I wouldn't want to take my chances against no, but a bobcat. Like a but I feel like fucking I could. bear the size of a Subaru. You stand, Fuck no, that. You stand zero chance. Yeah, I, absolutely not. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. <gasps> That's insane. I, I would pass out the minute that bear grabbed my ankle. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd just fall asleep. Ugh. Peace out. And actually, there's a fun thing. Um, you can look up pictures. Like I said, at the um, you know, at the location of this, they they have a recreation of some of the cottages and everything in Rokus and Sawa now. Uh, they also have like a statue of the bear that is supposed to be the size. Mm-hmm. And there's a picture of it. I mean, if you, it's on the Wikipedia page. Where you can see the statue of the bear and then like a bike or motorcycle helmet next to it for scale. And I mean, the paw is the size of the helmet. Yeah. It's like, it could, it, easily... it, it could swipe your head off. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it could easily just like pick the helmet off and be like, you're dead. It could open you up like a beer bottle. Yeah. <laughs> just well, like, I mean, I, I say like knock your head off. I'm not joking. It right. could just like a swipe edge, boom, your head's off. Right. That is so, uh-uh. It's, it's. No. <laughs> I know. It's very easy, I think, for modern people to forget just kind of. Really, how fucked we are. Yeah. I was going to say, because, like, in a world with predators, we... we are not the top dogs anymore. No. Oh, God, no. We're well, lucky we're like... really smart. Yeah. We're smart and we work together. Like, the areas that we live in, like I said, kind of with my grandma being right up the road from you, mm-hmm. she's seen some shit. And then with, like, all the trees and the woods and shit, it's like you never really know what to expect. Uh, we have one more story left. Yes. Michael. Yes. Your time is up. I have a story for you. Rock, paper, scissors, it. See who's going to do it next. Rock, paper, scissors, me. <laughs> <clears throat> it's a rock. It's always a rock. <laughs> Just do rock. Somewhere the woman he- er, screamed in terror. It was a Michael. <laughs> <laughs>
Just the episode. <laughs> your story is just you reading just, your diary. <laughs> just, I wanted her to smile. July 28th. It was my birthday and I decided to treat myself. <laughs> God. Imagine. You're driving home late through a storm. You're exhausted. You want to be home to check on your daughter and to go to sleep. Ahead of you, under one of the scarce streetlights in your neighborhood, a man sits on a horse in the rain. That's jarring, you think, as you slow down to get a better look. Something's off, but it's difficult to see in the rain. It sounds like the horseman is yelling something. You pull alongside, roll down your window just a crack so you can hear, but it's still muffled. It sounds like he's saying a name. You roll down your window a bit farther and yell into the rain. What? The rider leans forward, places one hand on his soaking wet hair, and pulls off his head at the neck. His eyes blaze with light, and you can see now that he is rotting. The arm thrusts the head right up to the window, and with a hoarse voice screams, Melody! You recoil against the driver door. The head withdraws. The monster tucks it under one arm with one hand and with the other reaches into its own neck, tearing out its spine, which it cracks like a whip over its head. The black horse rears onto its hind legs before dashing off into the rain. When the shock passes, you race home. You find the front door to your home blown open, the frame shattered in the hallway. Upstairs, in her crib, your daughter, Melody, lies lifeless and cold you have been visited by the doulahan oh my fucking god woo so this is a fun guy <laughs> Ooh. yeah huh. tell me more about this tall drink of water you said I love, like you describing him i'm like i love him <laughs> i just like how you two both went irish yeah yeah that yeah. was not planned but it, it honestly wasn't but I'm honestly surprised on my end, but you have a lot more Irish in your family history. I did than a I, do. I did a whole bunch of studies. It's almost as if you spent some time there. It's almost <laughs> as if I spent a semester in Ireland studying folklore. Yeah, I did not living like a poor person. <laughs> it was it was you, very fun. <laughs> Go be a vagabond alone for a while. What in was the, city. the game that you played with the cardboard boxes? We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a separate thing. That later, was a, that later. Was a, that was a different later. thing. Uh, but the Doolahan. So this is this is a monster called the Doolahan, and uh, for us, our probably our best context for the Doolahan is Washington Irving's famous short story, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Which makes me so. I that's one of my favorite Halloween things. It's fun. Oh, it's, it's great. I love. Yeah. Sleepy Hollow. So it's, it, it, it captures the image of the season so well. It really, it, like, like honestly, the mental image it conjures up when you think of the legend of Sleepy Hollow is so perfect. It's a lone person on a mm-hmm. horse at yeah. night. You hear nothing but like you the know the sound of the birds, leaves. the crunchy yeah. leaves, yep. the leaves rustling in the wind. Yep. Yeah. It's honestly, it's it's a very frightening yeah. feeling. So I used to go to school right up on that road over here and it was Sleepy Hollow Road. Yep. And so I would hear yep. a lot of like yeah. Sleepy Hollow related. Named after Washington Irving's story. And there are a lot of ghost stories on that road actually. Oh but yeah. Well we could do a whole episode on that road. There's that enough. That specific one yes. right up here. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Talking about the uh, nightclub up there that burned down. Oh that would be a whole thing too. Yeah. yeah. Which one was that? Uh, there's a really famous nightclub right around here. Mm-hmm. Oh the yeah. um Didn't it burn the Be- down like the 70s? The Beverly Hills Club? Beverly Hills Club. Club. Yep. Do, okay. 
Washington Irving wrote The Legend of Sleepy Hollow around 1820, and he mm -hmm. said it just after the conclusion of the American Revolution in upstate New York. So the protagonist of this story is this gangly, awkward schoolmaster named Ichabod Crane, and the story is essentially, just sum it up, uh, he is driven from this small New York village of Sleepy Hollow. Are you laughing at Ichabod? Ichabod Crane? He sounds like the long-lost... She's, oh, you're shit, pointing at me. Do you think I look like Ichabod Crane? No, he's not gangly enough. <laughs> no, no, I, like, I will be honest. My version of this has I'm been a bit forever too tubby for Ichabod. You're not it's tubby. Been, you're not. Shut up. It's been but forever when, tainted by like the Disney cartoon where yeah. the guy's like a earlier, stick scarecrow. But I really man. like that image no, of him. Too. I think that's my favorite. Yeah. But earlier when he had his hair slicked back, I was like, I cannot. No, he didn't look like Ichabod Crane. He looked like a diddler. No. Thank you, Jake. Well, no, because earlier I was like, he looks like somebody like. Like in my brain and like someone I've seen before but I can't put my finger on it and then when I started reading his scripts I saw Ichabod Crane I was like oh my god Michael, you're it's just Ichabod a, Crane I've never felt sexier <laughs> you're just a tricorn hat away oh, and that little ponytail with yep. the bow on the end of it that's so sexy to me <laughs> is it really? don't do this to me <laughs> so the story is that Ichabod Crane is this uh, this English bred school teacher that moves into a Dutch New York town because the state of New York used to be Dutch territory, right? Before that, it was Swedish. Yep. So, uh, but it's got this it's lineage that's not English and Ichabod Crane represents like the Englishman coming in to modernize and civilize these towns. Mm -hmm. Washington Irving had a lot of problems with the idea of that. He thought it was about, you know, like these people coming in and destroying the cultural heritage of the people that were there before. So honestly, the story is almost kind of a uh, old versus new mentality. Kind of this, it like, really very much is. you know, this superstition almost driving out. You know, this attempt to modernize, to modernize and it, it and destroy yeah. cool. the world. It's a really cool way to look at it. It is. It's a good story uh, from that respect. Um, so, uh, but the story is that Ichabod Crane is is kind of not only is he uh, not only is he try does he think he's better than the people in the town, but he's also power hungry. He's trying to marry the the richest the daughter of the richest man mm -hmm. in town. But um, he gets driven off by the specter of this ghost that haunts the village, the Headless Horseman or the Headless Hessian. Because the story is actually that uh, the Headless Horseman is the ghost of one of the Hessian soldiers mm -hmm. the that mercenaries. fought for the British. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. there were these contingents of British troops that were actually Germans that were hired to fight for the British yeah. uh, in the Revolutionary War. Those so they fought in Ireland. Yes, they did. Uh, yes, they did. So the Headless Horseman uh, is supposedly the angry spirit of this Hessian soldier who fought for the British and whose head was knocked off by a cannonball. So now he roves the land around Sleepy Hollow, searching continually for his lost head. So this popular story has been told time and time again and has been adapted into all kinds of media. I've actually, now that you mention that, I've heard a version of that with um, Confederate soldiers in the Deep South. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, Have you? Yeah, the story of like a headless Confederate ghost that was looking for his head and yeah. supposedly Union troops head. I, was, well, I think it's a really like almost kind of like applicable Well, it's interesting that you tale. say that because there's a lot of stories that I read when I was researching this that William Faulkner, who's mm -hmm. famous for writings exclusively out of a made-up county in the South, mm -hmm. uh, basically stole a lot of Washington Irving's work and stole yeah. specifically from the legend of sleepy hollow huh. so there is a tradition of that story migrating south but all of it comes back to this story of the dulahan right mm -hmm. which is this this irish scottish uh celtic gaelic figure that mm -hmm. pops up all over the place from that kind of mythology so this image of the headless horseman riding through the night 
uh, is for us usually accompanied by a candlelit jack-o'-lantern under one arm, but is part of this much longer folk tradition that came to the United States recently, uh, pretty recently, relatively recently. Mm -hmm. uh, and it may go back as far as 1,500 or 2,000 years. So we've got, it's, wow. a, it's an old myth. So the origins of the Dullahan as a monster are pretty uncertain. Uh, I saw a lot of different theories about where it could come from, but one of the stories that came up time and time again was that of this prehistoric Irish king called Tigermoss. Or Tig Tigermoss? Tigermoss. Tigermoss. I just want to say, audience, Michael did all that on one breath. I did. Honestly, yeah. I can, when I get going. Uh, so... Tigger Moss is a... Was is that this... why you're a fan? God, look how long he can hold his breath. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I'm honestly impressed, but just because, like, I have to breathe every, like, word I take. <laughs> I'm like, and then... <gasps> when you've been training to be obnoxious as long as I have, you learn how to not shut up. Oh, that's okay, what so, being uh, Irish is. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, back so to my Tigger people's Moss? history and folklore. Uh, so uh, Tigger Moss was this vicious king. The vicious king Tigger. Uh, so, but... Uh, I want to bounce. <laughs> <laughs> the wonderful thing about Tiggers is they are wonderful things. <laughs> the wonderful thing about Tiggers is we lo work as local deities who demand human sacrifice. Uh -huh. <laughs> you went the goofy there at the end. I and I'm the only one. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh oh it's really fun yeah he killed a lot of people uh so, but tigermas so tigermas uh starts uh worshiping this sort of local deity who demands human sacrifice the deity is named krondu uh <gasps> krondu the god of of like death and war and he's also a fertility god so at the cool. at the coming of well, spring like, you have to metal. at the coming of spring you have to take people and behead them on the altar of Cromdu so that the crops will come in. Does, like, uh, like, and your does, women will bear children. Does, like, the... Not the, necessarily the word, but, like, does do have anything to do with it? So, Cromdu... Uh, do is spelled D-U-B-H. Spelled it's duve. It's actually the same sound that's at the beginning of Dublin. So, like, Dublin is mm -hmm. the original name. It means the black. Black. Doof cool. is black. Mordew so think... and Brave was a black bear. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it, it is. So uh, I'm not sure what Crumdu means, but I think it's like the black one or the black-headed person or something like that. Uh, but yeah, what a badass! Like if you're gonna that worship, cool. if you're gonna worship like a demon, that's like it's, that's a it's good what one. a chaotic evil barbarian worships. <laughs> yeah, for real. Chaotic though. evil. Oh my gosh. So uh, Crumdu needs human sacrifice. Around the 8th century, the 8th, 9th century, suddenly Christian missionaries start filtering into Ireland. Gross. And with that, the practices of human sacrifice begin to disappear as more and more of the country is brought underneath the, the Catholic Church. Wait, you mean if we follow your God, we don't have to kill our people every year? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Step in the right direction. Now, what was that about our 9-year-old boys that you wanted? Oh, oh my oh, God. <laughs> so... As this Eagle happens, <laughs> as this happens, fewer and fewer sacrifices are being made to Crom Duve. So the the legend is that Crom Duve becomes enraged and decides that he would collect his own heads for sacrifice. And he took on the aspect of the headless rider cracking a whip of a human spine and driving this massive black horse across the countryside and became known as the Dulahan, which is like the Duvlahan. It's like the black one or something like that. That's so cool. I know, right? Oh. 
God, God, that's so great. So, but he's also uh, the he's his other name is the Gonshan, which is the the with the one without a head. He who is headless, Gonshan, the headless one. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's pretty badass. Uh, so um, why is this headless guy on a horse so scary? Because um, oh, it's a headless guy. It's a headless guy on a horse, cracking Fuck. a whip made out of human spine, yeah, carrying his own rotting flesh head is around. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's fucking he, thing. There's a lot of things fucking well, scary about that. The other thing is that basically, if you see a Dulahan, things are going to go shit for you. Uh, Why he is he's the harbinger of doom in a lot of the same ways that the Banshee is? The difference being we that, accidentally collaborated. Uh, I we kind of did. Well, the, so a lot of really uh, important Irish uh, folklorist wrote about the dual hound and all of the there was this big kick around the time of like the late 1800s to, well even into the early 1800s where you get like the uh the folktales who were the, bro- the brothers grim yeah started kind of a trend of resurrecting your local yeah. folk traditions and uh a lot of that was people like wb yeats and and other irish authors yeats or was it yeats uh, never mind. You know, you. It's probably Yates, uh, to be perfectly honest, but I don't know. Um, can I ask you a question? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to. No, 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 no. You're talking about, you know, obviously a writer in black and everything writing across the countryside. Yeah. I know Tolkien, you know, he was more into, say, like Scandinavian stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you think he took any of this as uh, inspiration for the Nazgul? Oh, it's entirely possible. Yeah. I, I'm just it, curious because it, really it seems very uncanny. The way like, that a black writer black writing writer across the, the countryside. Distance, a, screaming in the distance. Yeah, and, you know, as a portent of it, doom. It really does sound the like a Dulahan. Th- honestly, the only thing that sounds really different between this and, like, the Headless Horseman is the fact that he's not, like, carrying around a jack-o'-lantern. No, he's carrying around his own head. Exactly. But the head acts like a jack-o'-lantern because there's all the descriptions. The like, his come eyes out. blaze with yeah, light, blaze like, like fire. fire and... so great. That, yeah. That's so yeah. fucking ridiculous. And, uh, well, and he's often associated uh, with the holiday of Samhain, which is a Celtic, uh, sort of like a Wiccan, nowadays, Wiccan holiday but uh, Samhain was the the holiday that jack lanterns originally derived from in mm-hmm. Ireland and Scotland. So that's where jack lanterns come from to begin with. So jack lanterns, him carrying around a jack lantern so, is not that uh, un, you know that's unreasonable. Favorite, that's like that's one of my favorite Halloween stories is the headless horseman. Well, yeah. We were, oh my god, we were in Disney World and we were waiting for the the Halloween parade to start, and the headless horseman came Dude, down. That was sick. you and I were the only ones that were like, oh my god. Oh, and, like, like, no one else was, like, reacting. His we horseshoes were... sparking on the cobblestones, the, and it was the, crazy. Legit, was a dude, like, no head, and was holding a jack-o'-lantern lit on an actual horse. Sprinting. Riding down a fucking, like, frontier land, and you and I were screaming. It was, and no that else. Awesome. sounds really, really it was cool. at, awesome. It was honestly the coolest thing from that whole point. Oh, it was and so we cool. were freaking out, and, no, and everyone else was kind of like, Oh, hey. <laughs> we it was were, awesome. And we were both like, ah! <laughs> dorks. <laughs> but yeah, so, it was so insane. And it, is, it comes from this. It comes from all of this like history. It's so my, it's my favorite Halloween thing. I got. I I really had a lot of fun looking through uh, record records of people like W. B. Yeats, uh, Thomas Crofton Croker, Samuel Lover, 
uh, all of these guys that I, I, I love this stuff. It's always been some of my favorites. So, what, but Irish in, or Halloween? Both. <laughs> that's Irish it's Michael. It's both. Irish Halloween is my that's spooky Irish shit. Michael. Like, he just fucking melted. He was like, oh, uh, both. I spent I spent an inordinate an inordinate amount of time in Ireland just walking around graveyards. That was most of what I did in my. You're a time. ghoul. You're. A, oh my god. That's why I'm attracted to you. <laughs> Oh, it's because you smell like grave dirt. <laughs> Dude, that shit was nasty. I'm sure it is. Uh, In Ireland? I, well, no, because there was one time I was at the I was at one of the cathedrals. Uh, it's one of the oldest cathedrals in mm. all of Ireland, and therefore one of the oldest cathedrals in all of Europe. Is this the one Europe. you told me about? The the uh, crypt had cracked open in oh. a storm. And you could look down into the crypt, and I could see like the dried brown bones of people lying across the floor, <gasps> where scavengers had tunneled in and had moved around to the dirt, and just the smell of death, just like like hundred year old I'm death, so to you wafted right now. out of it and hit me right in the face. It was terrifying. It was God. so crazy. Stop! Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so. My Back fun to... bags. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Easy, Banshee. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so but the so the Doolahan screams, he has a limited power of speech. He can only mm -hmm. scream the name of the victim that he is there to collect. Uh, so the doomed person, and if he speaks your name near you and you hear him, your soul is ripped from your body and you fall immediately dead to the ground. Uh, and taken away to the hereafter. <laughs> As I feel like we definitely should have collaborated. Yeah. His arms are so similar. So, so if, if basically, the question, of course, is, Michael, if they, if you see a duel of hand, you die. So what happens if you see a duel of hand and you don't die? It's there to kill someone you know. Well, yeah, it's not going to be fun. But you will never escape unscathed. He's going to come back for you. Oh, and fuck. one of a few things is going to happen. One, he's going to take his big spine whip and crack it across your face and blind you. <gasps> I hope. Or he's going to show up at your blind house. Blind me, daddy. <laughs> he's going to show up at your house, open your front door, and throw a big pan of blood at you. And that <gasps> blinds you. I hope. For reasons what that I can't. <laughs> I just love saying shit just to see how you react. Or he turns his head and the light from his eyes blinds you in one eye. It's all about blinding. It's all about blinding. He goes for the eyes. Well, I mean, honestly, Fight for most dirty. of human history, going blind like that, I mean, that it was a death could sentence. be... Yeah. Yeah. If it, it isn't be. a death sentence, you're at least going to be miserable. Sorry, audience. My dog, Chunk, is talking <laughs> at us. Chunk's a good boy. It was so visceral. <laughs> it was like... Chunk is not a fan of the blindness stuff. It's okay. You're not going to go blind, buddy. And you got a great nose. I want to set him up with Khaleesi. No. That would be poorly. <laughs> he's, he's not a good with other dogs. He, uh, he really isn't. But he likes me. So like that is the classic Doolahan from way far back in Irish history. Uh -huh. uh, in more modern times, the descriptions have become way more varied and crazy. And they've gotten like mixed up with a bunch of like funny fairy stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, at one point, he, st he started driving around in a big black coach with six headless horses on it. <gasps> And oh was, my god, that's uh, metal as fuck. I, yeah. I still think the I writer. I well, still think the writer is cooler. <laughs> I think that that's the uh, the origin of the thing from Harry Potter. What are those guys called? The, um, I can't remember, but it's the thing that the the ones that Luna Lovegood talks to. Yes. right? Um, it actually, you know what that reminds me. Of and more it's than directly related, else. right? There, there, there's someone that has had someone die in their family. <gasps> yeah, because it's. Um, I think it's from the Legend of the Duel. Huh? You know what it reminds me of, actually. 
Uh, what was the um, Coen Brothers did that western? Um, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yeah. Do you remember the one about all the people on the coach? Mm, oh yeah, yes. Brittany, if you you would actually like that one a lot. I like because that, that is the most. It's it's barely a western that one, mm-hmm. but that one is the the one that's most up your alley. I think. Festrals. They're called festrals. Okay. Or it's like I, the, the yeah. skeleton horse. Yes. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure that the duel, the legend of the duel is the origin yeah. of of the festrals. So you, you should, have you, you have, should dress up as one of those, and I'll dress up as one of those. Dude, that'd be sick. So it, they get a little bit silly at some points. Uh, some of the other ones are just like they basically just become another one of the fairies in uh-huh. like the 19th century. So like it's you'll hear uh, stories of like a whole troop of Dullahans. At this point, they're just headless people dancing in the abandoned, empty churches on you the know outskirts what? of town. First off, that sounds fantastic. Like yeah. that sounds really spooky. It is. Um, it's that like almost reminds me of stories of the, uh, the Wild Hunt. Well, they're related to stories of the Wild Hunt because it's a similar thing where, like, they try and invite you in, and if you make a pact with them, suddenly your head topples off and you're one of the <gasps> Dullahan. So it's it's very much tied to, like, the Wild Hunt and the fairy circles and the fairy mounds. Which makes sense whole... because, honestly, that is a lot of Irish myth got blended with... Yeah. Uh, I almost said Celtic, which is wrong. Uh, Norse myth, too, yes. when they, you know, in many cases came to Ireland. Right. How, you would probably know... Definitely better than I would. I don't know about you, but how far away is like Celtic myth than like Norwegian? Well, it's, um, it's, it's not that they're close. It's more that a lot of the Norsemen came to those parts either to settle, to raid, to establish trading posts. A lot of the time, yeah. yeah. I mean, basically, there's a lot of interaction, and I'd imagine with anything like that, you have cultural exchange. Definitely, and there's a huge amount of influence between Norse culture and Celtic culture because right. of that. Because of that relationship, yeah. some of it forced by, like you said, raids, and some of it based on mutual trade. Right. Yeah, well, mutual bet... trade, or even like I said, just settling. Right. Listen, because like when I was researching like the banshee stuff there was a lot of stuff that was like every single like between like ireland scotland norway all that stuff had their own particular version of the banshee yeah mm-hmm. so i was just kind of wondering yeah as as, like, and they all I borrowed was... from each other so i it could also be so, that's so crazy it, it could that's be an so ex- awesome well we forget yeah. how connected the world has been for yeah, a people long time for... yeah right it's I I that could be a whole episode in itself. Oh It'd be a really That's, good one. Oh my but I mean, God. every between time, the three of us like collaborating, fuck. Well, any time <laughs> like you have cultures interact with each other, it's like two cars hitting where they kind of exchange paint almost. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. And I mean, let's be honest. No cultures interacted with, or no culture interact with more cultures apart from maybe the Mongols than you know Scandinavians, right? Right. I mean, you had Scandinavian traders going into the Middle East. Right. right. We found yeah, Middle I mean, Eastern coins in North America in Scandinavia. Yeah. Right. So what? The Berangian does... Guard, that kind of stuff. Which right. I'm doing up some of the Berangian Guard. I'm so excited. That's yeah. That's just that's so mm-hmm. it's so fucking crazy to me. Cause... Well, and then it migrated over to the United States, and now we have the legend of Sleepy Hollow, and the yep. Headless Horseman still survives in a whole different cultural context. Yep. Where so with like the actual like um, Sleepy Hollow myth the, yeah. the mm-hmm. mythos yes i hate that <laughs> um, we'll Wait, so we've, quoted so, it, we've quoted it several times so, from you i know it's, uh, it's great washington or uh, irving lived in upstate new york for a good part of his life 
Okay. And we know for a fact that he lived in a British town and that he had Scottish nannies and that he was involved in a, in a community that had a lot of right. Irish and Scottish people in them. Mm-hmm. He would have heard these tales, especially at yeah. the turn of the 19th century, right? right the, uh, just after the revolution when he was growing up, mm-hmm. uh, or he would have been uh, just about an adult at that point. All of these tales would have been present. He would have heard these stories. Yeah. So it was the cultural migration of people from Scotland, Ireland, and England coming to over to the U.S. to colonize and, right. to, and to become part of these settlements. Because uh, that's that just would kind have transferred. of transferred. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of like very much on the um, the East Coast. Very much so. Like, yeah. It's it's a very it's New very England. New England story. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it's so crazy when you kind of hear these kind of stories and then. Um, for you and I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't think you have as far as learning about your um DNA. Yeah. No, I haven't done those. Because like my But I've got a family that's really I've got a big long Right. And like your history. family that lives in New York. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I have family that lives in like Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And when I was kind of learning about my history mm-hmm. or my family, my bloodline, it was like people that kind of migrated from there mm-hmm. to Pennsylvania to Ohio, I mean, Kentucky. I had family who came to uh, Massachusetts the Mayflower. I've told you my fun yeah. claim to fame. Yeah, it's so, uh, my, that's so insane. Someone in my family traced my family line back to my mom's side to the first man hanged for murder in Plymouth Colony. Oh Ooh. my god, that's Kill, um, what's so his name? crazy. It was John Billington. He Starting killed, strong, Jake. He killed someone on the boat over. <gasps> they arrived. He signed the charter and then they hanged him. <laughs> that sounds like you. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna <laughs> the say. apple doesn't far, uh, fall far from the gallows. <laughs> I was like, how did he kill him? Because that might have something to do with my my segment on the on the execution oh um thing. well they hanged him how, how he killed the guy i bet he pro i don't know okay. but strangled him maybe i bet strangled fought him maybe pushed him over the edge of the yeah, road hit him in the head it, it probably wasn't shot or anything like that i can't imagine he shot him. maybe stabbed uh, yeah it's so crazy because be. i feel like we like the between the three of us we have very similar but also very different bloodlines mm-hmm. yeah because, like, I think you and I have very f- similar as far as, like, how we came here. But you mm-hmm. and I have very similar as far as, like... Demographics. Like, the Celtic. Yeah. Which I honestly well, didn't I, know about I mine. Some of that. Mm-hmm. Do you? Wales. Oh, yeah. Like I said, if, well, I'm ni- if I'm 92% British Isles and we're pretty sure my family is probably primarily from Wales. So, Wales is, was so very nuts. Celtic for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I'm Welsh, too. Yeah. Or... I'm uh, as far as Welsh much Welsh as I am, like thing. like Native American. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm American and I'm white. But yeah, so Doolahan, Doolahans, man, they're scary shit, and you should stay away from them. Yeah, so I don't. think I think that they do a great job. I love the imagery of them, and I love because they so perfectly capture kind of like the fundamental fear, which is the unavoidability of death. Mm-hmm. Because once you see the duel of hand, it's out of your hands now. It is violent, it is malicious, and it is a reminder of the absolute certainty of your doom. It is coming for you, there is nothing left that you can do. And once it speaks your name, you or the ones that you love are doomed. Yeah. And that's like the core fear of death that, that sits at all. Well, also, again, like it's, it's very much a fear of... Um... I, I would almost say outsiders too. Yeah, you know the the nameless the black otherness. rider who you've never seen before comes to your town. It's very right. You know, if you live in a time and place where you you know it's weird if you travel the next town over, that's very scary. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. It's an outsider who comes to your town bringing death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy because, like, as a fan of, like, creepy and Halloween stuff, I've always loved Sibby Hollow, but I've never really known that there was, like, an actual, like, origin. There's and, like, thousands of, like, yeah, it's maybe so, not yeah. thousands, but hundreds of years Well, it of is it. because, I mean, even the, the Celtic myth is based on Norse myths, which, so the Norsemen believed that the spirit of a person resided in their head. Mm-hmm. When you defeated an enemy in battle, you, you would behead them, them. Which actually goes to back to their... an older Celtic thing, because yep. um, who was the Roman who lived amongst the Celts? He talked about that all the time, where he'd go to visit a Celtic family, and they'd bring out the their heads, heads. The heads to show them. Right. And they would literally, <laughs> like, so talk insane. about it it's in a the power same, move yeah well it's a power move and also is they talk about it in the same way you, know you talk is? about like the deer on your wall yep that's big dick energy right there that honestly, is the honestly, biggest dick energy not, <laughs> but again i mean this is kind of different it even goes back to like you know even further back than that you know the scythians and mm-hmm. uh you know nomadic step peoples where they would do the same thing yeah there's a long I, one of the papers head collecting is fun i didn't get to read it but there was one of the papers that I saw that was like, ugh, it was basically like a history of head beheading across world history and mm-hmm. sort of like this base power dynamic because it's dehumanizing, right? Once you remove the head, it's not. You talked about it. In we talked Patrick, about it with Alexander Pierce. Alexander Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. Where you that, cut the head and like, off and that makes it, it less of a person. Right. That, and like even in your. It's otherizing. Your monster story in and of itself. Like yeah. the, the pregnant woman that was like, like fucking behead me, but like keep my stomach yeah mm-hmm. that's so yeah that's so wild so Doolahan's creepy shit i love it it's very good stuff thank you michael yeah well thank you I guys this it. is a fun episode i had a great time that was a lot I, of fun. I really yeah. love collaborating with both of you I yeah love spooky that was it's almost as if there's a reason why we decided to do a podcast together. <laughs> <laughs> we honestly we i think we honestly should like do stuff like i've been saying it for a while i think we need more discussion I think we got it yeah yeah, yeah. well okay. awesome Thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been a great time. That was so much fun. Yeah, thank you guys so much. We had a great time. We hope you had... We hope you guys had half as much fun listening to us as we had making it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, we are on, uh, yeah, social media. Facebook, Twitter, uh, Dthunks. Facebook. Yeah, Dthunks at Twitter. Um, Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Facebook, I want to get off it so bad, but I'm running the the account, so I can't. Hooray! (laughs) Yay! Um, You can reach out. Do you already plug the email? No, I didn't. Okay, yeah, you can reach us at drunkthunks at gmail.com. Um, send us story ideas. Yeah, send us story ideas. Just say any, hi. Anything you can think of. Yeah, honestly, say hey. Yeah. You know, if you have any thoughts about the show, let us know. We're always wanting to improve and do better. Tell me how annoying um, I am. Tell me how annoying Jake is. You've got thick skin. We don't. But I we'll don't. take it. I don't. I will absolutely cry, but <laughs> I'll probably, you know, um, use it for my it, advantage. You don't have to do it, but if you'd be willing to leave us a review on iTunes or whatever, please do. It would make our day and most importantly share us with your friends four stars and up only yeah <laughs> share us with other people that you think would like us yeah please do i mean that's honestly best really way for it. us to grow yeah. yeah and i i personally think uh recommendations from you a listener carries a lot more weight than us the hosts yeah so you know if you're on reddit facebook uh whatever social media thing that you know even just your friends at the bar let them know about the show. I sure do. My lift lift yeah. rides hate me. Yeah. Right. If you like history stuff, spooky I stuff. I hop in the car and they're like, where do you want to go? I'm stuff. like, take me here and let me tell you about the show I'm on. <laughs> and they're like, great. I want to die. There's nothing like an elevator <laughs> pitching a lift. Isn't it just? Uh, all right. Well, thank you guys. You all have a great time and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Talk all to right. you then. Bye. I love you. Bye, Angela. I love you. <laughs>
<laughs> You're so proud. I told you there'd be consequences. <laughs> Brittany? Brittany, come back.